Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Radio Geonosis, where we talk about Star Wars from a certain point of view. I'm Angie. I'm Jim. Today, we're going to be talking about our favorite planets. Do you feel like this is almost like a deja vu? I feel like I've done this before. I don't know why. <laughs> That's because we did, and I erased the show. So now we're going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's always better the second time anyway. <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about planets, but before we do that, we've got some hot happenings this week. I got a couple. I got a couple. All right. We've got four then. So um, this past weekend, Mark, my husband, he got into his Grand Moff Tarkin costume for the first time. Woo! It was his Yay. first troop. And we did the Sky Kids event in Chino. So it was a lot of fun. Um, we had a lot of heavy empire hierarchy there. Oh, really? Yes. So it was really, really cool. So it was Director Krennic there Yes, he well. was. Krennic was there. A Royal Guard. Vader was there. Oh Kylo Ren was there. So it was it was really cool, along with Grand Moff Tarkin. So that was really cool. Had a good time. He's looking forward to doing the next troop. So I knew he would be hooked the first time we did it. Second, we have um, Anakin Skywalker, at uh, which was Hayden Christensen at the... Fan X. Oh, yes. And he was given a um, honorary member from Saber Guild. And what was the name of the, the name in Utah, the Temple in Utah? Oh, yeah, is. that's Rusan Temple in Utah. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. That was awesome for them to do that. It was really cool to see the pictures, too. Yeah. And they and Disney, it said that they reportedly pulled the plug on the event. But if they he was at Fan X. Well, they, were, they pulled the plug on the panel that they were doing. Oh, but not the I whole... see the whole con so yeah he was still president at the con and him and ian probably walked around and they might have had uh they might have done like some signings and stuff but uh they just weren't permitted to do the panel to the panel because something may have leaked out well who knows yeah <laughs> yeah like you know hayden being in episode nine yeah something like that you know. which we all know is probably going to happen also um What's going to come out in November or December is a book of secrets of the Jedi. Oh, yes. And we talked about last time, we talked, which you didn't get to hear because I erased it. We got, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the cookbook that's coming out of Batu, which I did not see. Right. Yeah. There's a, yeah, that's basically a Galaxy's Edge cookbook. And so you're going to get to see and, and make all of the recipes that you can experience at the Galaxy's Edge uh, Resort at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Yeah, I didn't get to see that. I I, I, I don't think the book's released yet. So, no, 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 not yet. So, but that, it, that would be really cool to have. Oh, yeah, if you, you know, if you like to cook and you like cool um, recipes. The, the, the recipes are very interesting um, based on what, you know, I've seen from previous articles and stuff and from some of the friends I have that have been to Galaxy's Edge. The food is really cool and it's tasty and it's not bad for you. You know, they try to make it kind of good for you. And, um, you know, and it, you know, has an in-universe flavor and, you know. That would be cool. We did a show one time on food, Star Wars food. We'll have to re- visit that because i think that would be cool with thanksgiving coming up we oh, did definitely. it right before thanksgiving oh, okay. where cool. we did one um about the different food from star wars yeah, yeah. so i would like to redo that so we'll have I'm to down. revisit that okay i, I, I okay. eat so you know <laughs> so what else did what other d news 
do you have? Well, there's a couple of things that we got going on. Um, uh, Star Wars Age of the Resistance comic series. Um, Ray and Rose Tico came out this week. Oh, wow. So, yeah, two issues. And that brings it up the total to eight. And there's going to be one more. And that's Kylo Ren. And that should be coming out on the 25th Just of one September. comic or one? Right. One comic. Okay, so nothing else. Maybe because they can't give out too much. Well, yeah, I don't know what their plan is in that regard. But, um, I mean, there's been a little Kylo Ren in the Hux comic. There was a little Kylo Ren in the Snoke comic as well. So, I mean. There's a little Kylo Ren in the movie, too. So I hear. You know, he might be in it. <laughs> uh, I hear he has a little red lightsaber that goes in and whatever. Um, also. Uh, just released is the Jedi Fallen Order comic series. Oh wow! Which is the which is going to lead up to the video game of the same name. And uh, issue one just came out. I read it. It's not bad. I enjoyed it, and it's very interesting. Um, but yeah, that that just launched as well, and that should be a five issue series as well. And um, so um, you'll start seeing one of those every month up until you know. Well, of course, until it's done. Right, and so I. It, believe that the date for the movie is the 19th 20th the 20th yeah that's really cool it's coming yep star wars episode nine it's coming i can't wait i really seriously cannot wait to see this i you know i was i told you last time that um jay and silent bob and i believe it was kevin kevin Kevin. that's kevin smith yeah he said he didn't give it out too much but he said that the performance that he saw brought tears to his eyes oh yeah he loves well he's he's an uber fan like us and i mean from day one you know he's about you know he's he's well he's three years younger than i am he was born in 71 oh wow and um so you guys are pretty much star wars from birth well i was nine he was six i was a little older but i'm not going to tell you i'm not you don't need to that's fine um but anyway, uh, yeah, he's 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 always been a big fan of Star Wars. I mean, he gave he was one of the first people to give an outstanding review of uh, Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, that he put online, um, and and because he gets it, you know, and I I get where he I I get where he's coming from. I loved it. I mean, yeah. I liked I I like it because you know you see Anakin really struggling there. You well, know? and that's that's the idea. He's he's you know essentially. He's the Messiah that doesn't want to be one. Yeah, but a lot of it, you know, in that movie, it kind of was, you know, he's very angry about his mom, but she was telling him, come help me. She was well, giving him hints, come and help me. Well, in and his he dreams, chose right? to ignore it. So you can't blame anybody but yourself. Well, and that's the thing, you know, he has to decide, are these true prophetic visions, like true Jedi visions, or are they just dreams? And because he was unwilling to really discuss it with anybody but Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan's going, yeah, it's just a dream. You know, so Obi-Wan was kind Dreams of... Dreams pass in time. Right, that's what he said. And... No wonder he wanted to kill him. Well, you know... <laughs> He's like, you know what? My mom was really telling me something and you're telling me dreams pass in time. Well, you gotta understand, Obi-Wan, you know, by in Obi-Wan's point of view, he never had a mother. No, he did, but he didn't. Well, he was taken, you know, very as a, young yeah. as an infant, so he wouldn't have the attachment to his mother that Anakin does. Yeah. And I mean, it's not Anakin's fault that he was picked up at 
nine or ten. It's just you know, but that but it's a fact that the Jedi Order had a lot of difficulty um, adapting to in in training Anakin as a Jedi. And you know, he wasn't the only one. Rael Avaros was taken when he was six. So he was also attached to his family as yeah. well. And I and think that, that's Ahsoka to, as well, too. Right? Uh, Ahsoka was, I think, three or four. Oh, okay. A little younger. Maybe even younger than that. I'm not sure. Maybe two or three. Um, I don't know the specific age. She was walking from right. my, when uh, Plo Koon found her. Right. Um, but anyway, um, so, you know, you got all that going on. And, and, and Don't you just like the way we just got off the beaten path Nothing there? like rambling in the different directions. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's see, we segue back into our thing. Okay, so the rest of the hot happenings, anything else? Oh, yeah, um, the comics came out, uh, also, um, Disney, uh, renegotiated and basically renewed, uh, their contract with Pinewood Studios in England. Oh, wow. Because that's where a lot of the stuff has been filmed. What does that uh, tell you? There's going to be more movies then. Well, naturally, you know, and I would presume that the uh the Benioff and Weiss stuff which is supposed to be next will probably get filmed at you know Pinewood that's terrific you know? that's terrific news and you know it, it'll probably it also means that they're probably going to be filming some of the Marvel stuff there too I wouldn't be terribly surprised um because you know there's a you know a whole slew of Marvel stuff coming right. at the same time because it's phase four from them four my goodness um I haven't seen all the movies I've seen them all it's crazy I it's have amazing. a few of them, but I don't have all of them. But let's yeah. not get off the beat. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so they renewed their contract. It, 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 they, the, the, the term in the article they used was long term. They didn't specify exactly how long. So it could be five years. It could be 10 years. It could be three years. It could be a week. I don't know. But long term usually probably indicates several years, probably yeah. at least five. Yeah, in order to get some of these. I'm really looking forward to the Game of Thrones guys doing stuff, and especially if it's Old Republic. That would be awesome because I would love to see something that's way before all of them, you know, yeah. before Yoda. Before, before the all... dark times. <laughs> well, you know, they had their own dark times, you know. Yeah. So you need to talk about the possibilities. If they are going to be adapting things like KOTOR or Tales of the Jedi or even... Um... Revan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my gosh, go go back even farther, twenty five thousand years. You know, going well, yeah, back you to about the, you know the Nihilus of... or whoever. You know, we can talk about this, like like Frieda Nad and and Mark Aragnos, You know, founding the Sith Empire. Yeah. You know, or possibly uh, the Jedi um, before the the rift between the dark side and the light on yeah. Tython, you know, or possibly even seeing Octo being brought back to the very beginning where, you know, like five or six dudes or, you know, people just hang out going, what is this force stuff that we're feeling? You know, and they have no idea what they're talking about, you know. Right. They're just experiencing it for the first time. Yeah. I think we may see something that has to do along the line of battles in order to make it really kind of... Oh yeah, you know, gripping, you know, and and almost like Lord of the Ringish kind of big battles kind oh, of yeah. thing. Oh yeah, and uh, I would presume that there there's a possibility of that. Um, and if they bring in EU material like the Rakata, which is the Infinite Empire, or Zim the Despot, which is something that came out of uh, the original Han Solo trilogy from wow. 1980, um, 
there's stuff going on. They can pull from anywhere. You know, you that's know. the thing is that Disney now has, they're going to have their streaming. It's going to go live. You know, just like we were talking about earlier with the Mara Jade, you know, there's a possibility. We don't know if this is true or not, that there could be a series. But in order for them to have enough content, uh -huh. they could pull from all over the place. And oh, yeah. so, you know, they could, now they have the extended universe they can pull from. Mm -hmm. And they've just got a plethora of oh, things, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. They they can go on till infinity and beyond. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so today's show is Jim's falling asleep. Today's show oh, is about God. our favorite planets. So I have five favorites. I'll go first. Number one, and then we'll do number one like that. Yeah, yeah. Just like we did last time before I raced the show. Yeah. <laughs> so Alderaan is my number one pick. Okay. Was a planet of culture, education, a peaceful planet, the um, the exporter of wine and art and and luxury goods, ruled by a queen. Damn right. You know, and that's what I liked about that planet. Alderaan, I mean, they were they were they were a center for culture, and you know, they they were one of the original core worlds of the Republic. The Beverly Hills of the galaxy, if you will. Probably, probably. I mean, they didn't look very poor. Um, you know, they probably could afford that, you know, those sweet 22s on their car. Um, <laughs> on their ships? Yeah, they got they got, they got got some, you know, chrome rims on their ships. Um, and, I, yeah, I, I, I love the location. I love the, the architecture and the, and the uh, environment. You know, lots of mountains, lots of forests. Before it got blown up, yes. Well, you know. Sorry if you haven't seen that movie. I just oh, spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> I just spoiled. for the 1977 film Star Wars: A New Hope. Some people haven't seen it, believe it or not. I, I run into people all the time. I've never seen a Star Wars movie. I'm like, get away, get away now. <laughs> Where in the pop culture world have you lived? Uh, not that one. Yeah. So, what's your number one? My number one. Um, I'm gonna go with. An expanding universe planet called Tython. It's in the deep core, closer to the core than Coruscant. It is where um, the Jedi um, basically started as a larger group and expanded and began their service to the Republic. Yeah, it's really cool. I had that in um, in my encyclopedia. And that is really cool to read about. Yeah, it's a it's a natural world. Lots of again, similar to Alderaan in the sense, maybe a little warmer, perhaps. Um, Alderaan had a lot of snow, but um, but uh, Tython is uh, is it's very pastoral. Very lots of mountains and forests and nature and rivers and that kind of stuff. And they had a Jedi temple there. Has to be tranquil because it's Jedi Temple. Well, yes. there was also another. Uh, what would made uh, Tython interesting is that it had a Force Nexus, and the the interesting thing about that Force Nexus is that it required the Force to be in balance for the planet to be peaceful. So you had you had the dark and the light in order for it to right. survive. Exactly. Just like day and night. And it had two moons: one called Ashla and one called Bogan. Ashla was the light side; Bogan was the dark side. Excuse me, and um, and if the balance of the force was askew for whatever reason, uh, there would be storms, and the storms would kick wow. up, and yeah, like people it, get it together. Yeah, like be <laughs> be 
be neutral. And I'm like, okay, fine. So and everybody then, had to in order to keep the weather nice. Right. And it worked. And That's really interesting. Yeah. And and so, but that's pretty much it. For, that's why I have Jim on the show. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Number two, Coruscant. The planet, this was the planet that was like Washington, D.C. It was the like the core of everything. This is where the Senate was. This is where all the deals went down. Mm -hmm. The dirty and the good deals. Yep. You know, this is where if you got in trouble, you went to, you know, the, like like Newt Gunray, four term he had four four different things in the Senate and they mm. threw it all out. So I mean it was this is where this all went down. Yep. All the rules, all the everything, you know, yep. for the galaxy, which yep. I really liked. It was a temperature control planet, mm -hmm. which they could do whatever. But I guess the day they brought Anakin back to Coruscant, which w I, he was on Coruscant, correct? Yeah. When they brought him back after yeah, yeah. he was burned, it was pouring rain. So it's obvious it was a dark time. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and Palpatine, he, you know. He said, make it rain, baby. And I don't mean money. Yeah. Well, he wanted it. Me. Yeah, he, he likes it a little dark, and you know. A little. Well, okay. <laughs> he gotta... lives for it. He lives for it. Yeah, I guess. All right, Jim. Number two. My number two. Let me think. Um, I'm you gonna... have to remember from last time. Well, I may not match exactly to last time, but uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Narshada. Oh wow. That is the smuggler's moon. It is the moon of Nalhutta, which is the homeworld of the huts. Um, it is like a little Coruscant because it's a moon, but it's also entirely city. Um, a lot of deals go down there. Gambling and... And gambling. Like Vegas. And trafficking and maybe drugs and maybe gambling and... Death sticks kind and of thing. All, all, all kinds of death sticks and spice and illegal arms and all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, there are no good deals in Narshada. <laughs> Because it is controlled by the huts, you know, and um, they, which are like snake. They're like they remind me kind of like of slugs. Well, you that's know? exactly right. And think of a snail without the shell. Yeah, and I don't understand how they would have so much power being so icky, but whatever. Well, you know, <laughs> the, the history of the huts is a whole other story. We that could take an entire episode. Yeah, we to won't go do through. that today, but we will do that. That's an idea. That is an idea. Um. So anyway, uh, but Narshada, yeah, you go there, you, yeah, if you're going there, you're either doing something illicit or you're running away from something and going to hide because it's easy to hide there because you just get lost in the, in the, in the, in the, in the urban, in the urban, um, minefields. Yeah. <laughs> Number three for me, Scarif. This planet is like Hawaii. It's got the. It's a tropical planet. Um, it's got the clear water. Looks like it has great surf. Um, it's cool looking. It was hiding something pretty bad. The Citadel was pretty bad. It had a lot of Sith secrets, and I mean, it's almost, you know, it's it's kind of like a beautiful flower, but if you touch it, you get poison kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's what it kind of reminds yeah. me of. It's yeah. really. It was really cool. I loved it in Rogue One. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of death happened there. Oh, and it, I mean, it was, but the look of the planet was cool. It was all uh -huh. ocean. It uh -huh. was, you know, beaches and right, right. it was like a whole island. I mean, a whole planet of Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> a 
<laughs> planet of Hawaii. You know, or or of of the Bahamas, if you will. You know, it was it was like that. Yeah. Um, um, How about for you, number three? Three. My number three. I'm gonna go with Kashik. Um, good relations with the Wookies. Yes. Um, the planet of tree houses. It is. All about the treehouse, um, a beautiful na natural planet with huge trees. They're called Rocher trees, and you know the, it's been the homeland of the Wookiees forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, and, and they live in the trees. And they live in tree houses that ring around the trees. The, these trees are very large. They can be anywhere from, you know, fifty feet in diameter to a hundred feet in diameter. You know, they're huge. And it's just a beautiful place. And, um, you know, like I said, the Wookiees live there. They live in um, communion with nature. You know, they don't have a lot of technology that's, like, obvious. You know, they have, you know... They're techie-techie people that don't like it to look that way. Well, yeah, they, they, they don't rely upon it. You know, they have the necessary things, like communications and starships and stuff like that. But it's not clogging up the airways there, you know... You know, they they fly from you know they go from tree to tree you know, in, in the usual ways. But um, uh, what's interesting is that you know everything is like at a level. And and the thing about with with Kashyyyk is that that the 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 natural order of ecology in terms of like the like uh, flora and fauna, birds and bees and whatever, they're at different levels. Like, so if you're at the Wookiee level, it's like normal civilization, but you go deeper and deeper, it gets more wild. Wow. And so the Wookiees, as part of a, part of their uh, coming of age ceremony, they would go down to the surface to hunt and they would, you know, hunt various and sundry creatures down there to prove their, you know, worthiness as a Wookiee. I imagine there's no porgs there. No. <laughs> no. No, nah, they would have been hunted to extinction, you know, because, you know, they're tasty. And, and they're like chickens. Yeah, they taste like chicken. <laughs> Rob and I have a running long joke about the porgin beans. All right, number four is um, Jeddah. Uh -huh. I like Jeddah. It's a planet where people are looking for deeper purpose. They are, it's a world of ancient spirituality. It's mm -hmm. a, and I really liked, we talked about it last time, but you didn't get to hear it because I erased the show. <laughs> they, there were the statues, but they're on the ground now. And it almost reminded me of Lord of the Rings when you saw the two kings right. on the river. Mm -hmm. You know, it almost reminded me of that oh, kind yeah, of definitely. situation. And then the, in terms of scale and stuff, it's about the same too. Um, I mean, when you're watching Rogue One and you see the, the U-Wing flying across and it's like flying near one of those statues that are on the ground with the Jedi holding his lightsaber. I mean, it's flying for a while next to it. It's not right. like, so you're looking at a, a statue that was probably anywhere from five to 600 feet tall, you know, taller than like most skyscrapers. Yeah. It, but it know. was meant it because they they had the temples there, the temple of the wills but it also had a lot of kyber crystals there yeah, right you know i don't know if the kyber crystals were they weren't mined or they were mined because i know that one of the planets it isn't mined it's you uh the one where the jedi had to go get well that's the, ilum ilum yeah. yeah now my guess for Ky for for jedi is that the kyber crystals that were there weren't necessarily used for anything other than for worship in a sense because the the groups that lived on Jeddah 
to worship the Force in their various ways. There were more than like a dozen uh, Force cults that served the Force in their various and sundry ways, but none of them were Jedi directly. Um, and I, I still don't know what the relationship between the Jedi Order and Jeddah as a planet, you know, was. Um, but they, you know, but they, but they definitely followed the Force, and they definitely followed it in different ways. And maybe they were protectors of the crystals and the wills. Impossible. Yeah, you know, they were more of protectors. They were, they did have some sort of Jedi power, but not Jedi power. If that makes well, sense. Well, it's, you could call it generic Force user. Yeah. You know? And and. And we could, you know, go back and forth all day about, well, was Chirrut Imwe a Force user? Maybe not directly. Not directly, because I don't think he was properly trained. No. Because I mean, at this point, we don't have, we, we're, in the well, mi we're in the middle of... In know, between in, episode yeah, three and four. Yeah, we're in the but, middle of that. So there's, there's that 17 years of the, where there's no Jedi. But so the, who uh, can be taught? Well, but the Guardians of the Wills, I think, weren't trained like... Jedi. Right, because they weren't on the they weren't they weren't part of the Jedi on, Temple. Yeah. You know, they weren't part of the, that order. They were a different group, and they 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 probably had you know they had their you know the the Zamashiwo, which is their martial art, and of course they had weapons training, um, and some sort of belief in it. Because well, Chiro, oh, they he, definitely believed in he, it. He he was he called it out. You know, I'm I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with me, and he knew to say that. Yeah. To and he believed it. You mm -hmm. know, and he he. It actually worked to his advantage until yeah, the very end yeah. of oh, his. Definitely. If you haven't seen Rogue One, I'm sorry, I just did another spoiler. Spoiler for 2016 yes. <laughs> Rogue One, which a was Star Wars such story. An, such an excellent story. I, I uh, cried. For, yeah, I cried for forever. a for a story that was made up after the fact, after yeah. the fact of the fact. This was excellent. Well, that was and just really, literally like two lines of. It really, it sewed everything together, oh, yeah. and I loved it. I absolutely love it. There is another raid out there. There's another Pokemon raid out there. Well, we'll, we'll discuss the Pokemon raid after. <laughs> All right. So, Jim, number four for you. Oh, God, I forgot. Um, we got to talking about Pokemon. I actually, I, 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 well, Jetta is on my list as well. So you, it could I'm, be uh, yours, too. There's plenty of, there's um, plenty of Jetta. Because I love Jetta, because Jetta's just so cool in the holy city um one thing i like to mention about the holy city i do not know what the filmmakers intents were because i did not talk to gareth about it i should have i had him in my hands i was you had him in your presence i went to the rogue one premiere and um and i got to meet several people i met john Knoll, and john Knoll was the guy who pitched the story for Rogue One, he he was the guy who did that, and I met Doug Chang, who's the concept artist for everything, um, from Episode One forward, um, and I also got to meet Gareth Edwards, who's the director of Rogue One, and he's a fantastic guy, and I got to take a picture with him. He's really cool. I never asked him this question, and I should have, and I should or I could have asked John Knoll, but the Holy City of Jeddah. Okay, if well, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm sorry. But if you have seen the movie, you'll know that the Holy City of Jedha is on a big plateau kind of like Mesa thing, right? Right. And if you know your history and you know, well, Earth history, you'll know that in the late 70s AD, roughly, 
in the lands of Palestine, which we call Israel today, there is a place called Masada. Ah. Yes. And Masada is a fortress in, in Israel, which is very similarly set up. It's on a kind of a big mesa, flat top, and, and it's set up on top. It looks almost exactly like Jeddah City. Maybe that's where they got their idea. I wouldn't be terribly surprised, and it's kind of a cool idea. And, you know, Masada was a very important thing that happened during the Jewish rebellions. Right. After, uh, and it almost the follows along the same thing where they all die. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm sorry I just spoiled it for you. <laughs> but anyways. There were Death Stars involved. That's all yes, I know. Yes, yes. Um, Which was terrific. Okay. Was... Number five for me, Tatooine. This is where it all started. Um, was the place Obi-Wan stayed for 17 years, watch, 17, 18 years, watching over Luke. And it's it's where, you know, it's much like the desert, like where we live. Uh -huh. So I wrote down the notes so I know to say this again. Um, it's 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 got two suns, which sometimes it feels like there's two suns here when it's hot. Mm -hmm. um, and it and it's got a really cool look to it. I like the um, moisture farms, you know, and it, it really kind of given it, when it first came out, it was almost like a cowboy kind of feel to it, oh, kind definitely. of western oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. feel to it. And so I do love Tatooine. Mm -hmm. And so number five for you. Well, Jim's going to pull it out again because I erased the show. I remember. Um, because we were all talking about how dark I was, how, how dark I'm not, and then how dark I became when I ascend. My number five is Korriban. Oh, that's right. Korriban, which is the homeworld of the Sith. He's a Jedi, but he's really pulling that out to Sith, so we all know now. But it's also Moriband in the season six of Clone Wars. It's the same planet, though. Um, it is the homeworld of the Sith, uh, the original Sith species, which yes. is a red skin species. With the tendrils on their faces, and, which I yeah. think a lot of people don't know, in, unless you have read some of the Star Wars um, old the EU and things you get yeah. you get that it's even in the um, Sith book in the book uh -huh. of the Sith yeah. it's in that so it's it does tell you a little bit about oh yeah and um, it, uh, that the Sith, species the Sith species is a playable species in Star Wars the Old Republic uh, video game which I, I actually have a Sith. They had a lot of creepy stuff too. They were a lot of amulets, a lot of yeah. It, the the way they handled the dark side of the Force on Korriban was in a more magic-y kind of alchemy kind of way. So you know, Harry Potter meets death. You know, it's uh, but even eviler. Yes, we've got our timer going. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought, but the uh, but eventually when um, Ludo Kresh and Mark Aragnos eventually found uh, the Sith homeworld of Korriban, when they left, you know the the greater part of the Republic, they eventually took over the Sith and they became the first Lords of the Sith, which is where that term comes from. Uh, the the term Darth comes from the Sith species, um, and eventually they had the first Sith Academy there. And eventually it became what they called a grave world, which is where all the Sith buried their dead as the Sith Empire grew and they moved to other planets like like Drummond Kaz and and Zyost and further uh, and other places I can't seem to recall at the moment. Um, you know, uh, Korriban ended up becoming a grave world and it's a very deserty kind of place as well. I would have liked to have seen what the first 
Sith offspring were with the humans. It would have been interesting to see that. Yeah, because they did intermix. Yeah. And, um, it would have been interesting to see, you know. And I would imagine it would be like any other intermixing that you could imagine, you know, here on Earth. You know, some were partially red, some were partially not red. Maybe they had... Tendrils, maybe not. Yeah, they're like the Sith character I play in, in Swotor does not have those tendrils. I'm wondering if... Um... If some of them, like the children, survived, especially if it was, you know, a, not a, uh, it, if it was a more of a human woman and a, and a Sith man. Right. You know, I don't know if their mating was the same. It well, could be. I mean, uh, we, you could speculate. They're both humanoid species. So, I mean, generally in the terms of, you know, space fantasy or Lord of the Rings fantasy, the, those things tend to be compatible in most instances. So they, you know, because they don't tend to go too deep into biology. Yeah. Um, I'm digging too deep, but I mean, it really, it would have been interesting to see. All right. So my honorable mention is Yavin 4. That's a beautiful place. Yes. It's where the, it's where the rebels hide. Yep. So I, I really liked that planet. I liked it because it was, it was a planet of hope. You know, that's where they got together for hope. And it's also where Poe Dameron was raised by his parents and that's where Luke Skywalker brought his force trees after he found them in Shattered Empire um although those are comic spoilers sorry if you haven't uh, read them I'm sorry yeah spoiler <laughs> alert for literally anything we say because yeah well if you're listening to this you're probably a Star Wars fan yes probably seen read or heard of most of the stuff we're talking about so not yes. a terrible surprise. So Mikey, the cameraman, he really loves our show. He uh-huh. he tells me about it all the time. And I like it to be like informational and fun, you know, almost like a doctor, an old school Doctor Who show, yeah, you yeah. know, where you're getting that information, you know, and, and we're talking about like facts and stuff, but we're still having fun with it. Oh, definitely. And that's what I really like about it. I, I sometimes we don't go to the future. I, I used to say mm. to Aaron, we're more of the pots and pans of... Uh, the Star Wars podcast shows <laughs> where we talk about the pots and pans of Star Wars. Well, you know, they got to have them too, you know. Yes, exactly. How you got to have you know, that fun stuff. You know, how do you make, you know, tip tap, you know, and Ronto roasters and all that yes, stuff. Yes, exactly. You know? So that's going to do it for our show this week. Um, next week, Jim, you want to do the food show? We can do the food show. All right. We're going to do star, food of Star Wars. So we're going to, we can go forward. We can go backwards. We can go, we have a whole plethora of things that we can pull from. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'm putting Jim to sleep right now. Oh, I'm sorry. About oh, no. It's just been a long day. <laughs> so that's going to do it for us here at Radio Geonosis. Please, please, please follow us on Facebook at Radio Geonosis 2.0. Please like and subscribe on our YouTube channel at Radio Geonosis. We also have an Instagram page at Radio Geonosis. And we have a Twitter at at our Geonosis. And um, yeah. Yes, so please do. So from all of us here at Radio Geonosis, we will see you next time. Bye. May the force of others be with you.